0: Welcome to Catching Up With The Commands podcast. My name is Dan C. Joined by my beautiful wife, Sam C. Hi, guys. This is a podcast where we give our fresh perspective on all topics of life, and we hope you enjoy the show. This week's episode of Catching Up With The Commands is sponsored by Bearded Gang California, a California-based apparel company specializing in beard-themed clothing for the whole family. Their hats, shirts, and now sweatshirts are so cool and feature their signature, support your local Beardsman, support your local Bearded Dad, and support your local Veteran designs. They even have some women's kids' shirts and sweatshirts. Something that the Bearded Gang California does that we love is giving back. They've partnered with their local Veteran Foundation, Operation Freedom Paws, and pledge a portion of proceeds from every piece of Veteran apparel they sell. I've had one of their hats for many months now, and it's one of my favorites. I only keep a select few of my hat collection, which is like 150 plus hats, in our bedroom closet, and my Bearded Gang California hat is literally one of them. Check out our Instagram at Catching Up With The Commands for all their social media tags and a link to their website, where for the next week until October 27th, you can use code DANCY10 for 10% off your order. Support your local beardsmen with Bearded Gang California today.
1: Okay, so this week we're going to be talking about the scam of the American dream. Mm. (laughs) Get it. Yep. (laughs) Okay, so now there are many different ways to define the American dream, but what we're going to be talking about is the societal pressure of living a safe life. How everyone wants to tell you that you can do or be anything you want to be, but then no one supports or pushes you to do that. Dan, you have a lot of knowledge and experience about this area, so you're kind of going to be taking the lead on this episode
0: hmm
1: And yes. you're ready. <laughs> I have been,
0: I've actually had notes down about this topic for over two years now. I like adamantly wanted to make a TikTok. I wanted to make YouTube. I'm very, very passionate about this. So please hear me out, give some head nods, have some disagreements, <laughs> interact on our Instagram. The after show is up for you guys to share your thoughts. But I do believe today will resonate with a lot of you. And to begin, we have always been told you can be whatever you want to be. When you're a little kid, you're told that you can be an astronaut. Yep. You're told that you can start a business. Yeah. Right. Where What were some of the things you remember as a kid? Did you have any things that you like wanted to be that was like wild or what people told I, you could be?
1: I actually did want to be an astronaut.
0: There you go. There you <laughs> go. Right. And, and you're told all these things, but nobody actually supports this. Yeah.
1: Right. They're they like they'll like like oh yeah that's so cool you can be an astronaut but then like when time comes yeah. they're like mm, better not right <laughs> when we
0: actually have astronauts right and then again once it becomes the time where they feel like oh this is actually like a thing they tell you it's not possible yeah they tell you be realistic here's my favorite one have a backup plan e- you know, and the, <laughs> and they're gonna tell you that, and they have all these different jobs that they'll say, "Oh, you're never gonna make enough money in oh, that. Yeah. You're not gonna support a family in right. that." And it really has changed, and we'll definitely get into more detail here, but we've we've seen this, mm-hmm. we've heard this. <laughs> I mean, we have felt this to the core about people telling you, not even just as a kid, that something's not realistic.
1: Right, as an adult.
0: As an adult, (laughs) as somebody proven with a track record. And to go into this more, this may sound like a little bit of like a tinfoil hat conspiracy (laughs) theory, but there may be something to this. And and Sam and I used to like look at a lot of stuff and be like, oh, that's crazy. That's a conspiracy. That's this or that. And like now as time has progressed, we're like, oh, there were some things that are just right.
1: Like. Are we conspiracy theorists?
0: Right. I don't know. If you guys are, let <laughs> us know on Instagram because the the concept even of a conspiracy has been able to get shifted over time. And now it's thought of as like cuckoo. A conspiracy is just conspirators, like people yeah. getting together to conspire. And so, yes, here is my thought here. And I, and I do believe this. The American dream has shifted to create complacency and control in the U.S., Now, as a history teacher, as a world history teacher, I know that there are areas throughout history where they have done stuff like this on on purpose. Yeah. A perfect example is the caste system in India. They put people into different classes and told you you could not mingle with the other classes. If you were born to a job, you stuck with that job. They didn't want you to have dreams of a bigger job. They didn't want you to have any thoughts of marrying someone below your class because that created order. What creates chaos, people competing for jobs, yeah. people falling <laughs> in love with different classes. And so this has a lot of those kind of, like, smells to it.
1: It does. It just
0: ooh. seems like, hey, you can be whatever you want. And then when the time comes, they're like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to be, you want, uh, okay, here's a good one. We'll see where Sam is at. Do you know what Violet has been saying she's wanted to be for the last couple of weeks when she grows up?
1: Um... Wednesday?
0: So one of them is Wednesday, (laughs) right? Wednesday Wednesday Adams. Adams. And then the one that I think is kind of cute, it's kind of a kid thing, right? And I I know how I sound here, is a firefighter. Oh, really? She she has been (laughs) saying for weeks now, and we actually went out to lunch, and there was a whole table full of firefighters, and I knew some of them, and I was like, hey, do you want to meet them? And if she wants to be a firefighter, and that's something she's going to want to do, we're not going to stop her. Yeah. We're not going to tell her down the road, like, hey, that's a really tough career. It's really tough to provide. Right. And, and we're just not going to do that. And with, with um, the idea of complacency and control in the U.S., what's kind of the normal route that we see being pushed on kids today? What would you say is, like, the complacency route?
1: It's like you have to go to college mm-hmm. and then you get a job mm-hmm. and then you work that same job until you retire.
0: Right. Like, and that's it. That's <laughs> it. Like when we were getting into the end of high school and, and, I say we, cause we've talked about this a lot, I literally did not know a concept of another route. Yeah. No. It, it was you go to college. You do not have a choice. You are going to college and then you're going to get a job that makes you enough money And then you're gonna work that job, you're gonna enjoy your benefits, you're gonna retire, and you're gonna be happy when you're later in life.
1: Yeah. And that was
0: that was it. And for somebody like me, I didn't know what I wanted to do. No. I had no concept of of that. And and it really is different. Now, when we think about like our parents and Mm -hmm. and what are what would that that generation be called?
1: So our, well, my dad is a boomer because okay. he's a little bit older. Okay. But I think, like, your parents and my mom are, like, Generation
0: X okay. or something
1: like that. Right.
0: And with that, how many boomers yeah. have you known to switch careers? Zero. Right. I mean, <laughs> in, in our area is kind of known for this. Yeah. If, if people aren't familiar, we're in the Flint, Michigan area. And you know this as well as anybody. What yep. is What, before our generation, Mm -hmm. what was the common path here?
1: So the path for them, the path that my dad took was you graduated high school and then you went straight to GM. Mm -hmm. And you worked that job. And he literally got this job right out of high school, worked at GM with the same job until he retired. Yeah. Just I mean, like, what, 10 years ago? Yeah. yeah. And,
0: and you're giving the example of him? That's not the example of him. That's the example of Genesee County, Michigan. <laughs> that's true. For his that's whole true. age. That's yeah. true, That's what you did, and it was safe.
1: Because we have all the GM plants here.
0: We have, yeah, we <laughs> hat. Yeah, yeah, had. had right. <laughs> and that's <laughs> why anymore. it's changed. And if you guys are ever curious about, like, oh, Flint, Michigan, have heard about the, the crime and poverty and water, that's because of this formula. Yeah. We had so many jobs available with GM and people that are like, I don't have to go to college. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go and and get any training or pursue anything. Then when those jobs left, the people stayed. Yeah. And now the money's not there. And that leads to all sorts of problems. It's really
1: funny that like the boomers – didn't have to go to college, but then they pressured, like, their kids, like, you must go to college, like, is it because they saw, like, how shitty it was, like, in the factories and stuff like
0: that? A hundred percent. I think it's from a pure place that they wanted better for their kids, and they see people living a better life, and then what's a common denominator? Oh, they went to college, whether it's a doctor or a dentist, and so I think that's it. I think they wanted their kids not to have that route, and so they pushed it. Adamantly, and retirement isn't some finish line. We, yeah. t- we talk about this all the time. Oh yeah, like for us, there's not a date at the end of the tunnel. And I came from teaching. Yeah, right. you you want to talk <laughs> about a date at the end of the tunnel? Every That's like
1: a countdown. Oh
0: my gosh, every teacher you know, you guys without exception, can tell you how many years they have left. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some that will continue on beyond that, but I promise you they know how many years until they can retire and most are counting down and and it used to be a system with teaching that you could like buy 5 you could buy 5 yeah. years and when you were young it it's just not that same way right uh, there's and there's a lot of things that we talk about with the the retirement such as like cost of living yeah it's just going up. You can't up.
1: retire at the age of retirement anymore. No. Without like some secondary little job or some kind of money coming in.
0: Spot on. And we've seen people, I actually know someone personally who left teaching, he retired full out and then ended up going back because he was like, I just can't support my family yeah. at this. Even though my kids are gone and out of the house, I can't survive. That's And, crazy. and we know so many people that are retired But think about how they have to watch their money.
1: Oh, my gosh. And that bugs me so Oh,
0: yeah. And they have to watch every dollar. They have to balance this or that. We don't want that. No. And we don't have any plans for that.
1: I don't want to have to say, like, okay, we can't – like, when it comes to the end of the year, we're like, okay, we can't spend over, you know, $1,000 this month. So everyone's going to get lesser Christmas gifts. Or we're gonna have to pay like a fee because right. of health insurance or something like that. Like I don't want to live like no, that. that. No, that sounds terrible.
0: I would rather work yeah, and be able right. to enjoy what I'm doing exactly. and have money and and more and more things like. And I don't know the the details, but right, I think we were looking up the other day. Social security is yeah decreasing. Yeah, or going I'm, away.
1: I'm not like super familiar with yeah. that, but I know that there's like that it's like decreasing and. They're talking that, like, our generation is putting money into Social Security, and it's very unlikely that we're actually going to be able to, like, reap the benefits of Social Security. Like, it's just not going to be around for us when we come of age. So, But I'm not – I don't know if that's, like, the conspiracy theorists talking and things like that, but –
0: but it's not something to bank on. Right. If exactly. You're, if you're our age, you shouldn't be like, well, okay, I'm gonna have a retirement. Yeah. And then I can pair it with Social Security, and then I can just barely get by, especially yeah. if I work for so many years to get my insurance covered.
1: Right. Because we all know like the government doesn't like to grandfather you in on right. things. <laughs> like can, that's not in their their dictionary. Correct. <laughs> if somebody
0: comes in and wants to change something, guess what? Yeah. They can. I have so student sorry. loans. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> and my ultimate word for like now and especially that older generation that's been raising us and uh, has been pushing us is risk yeah they fear risk and this is such a timely conversation we we are recording this on a thursday morning Mm -hmm. on wednesday i take the boys to speed and agility and there's an older gentleman there i gave him my card so he may have Caught this, <laughs> and we've talked. He com- complimented my truck one day, and then yesterday we got to talking about like what I do for a living, and he was just flabbergasted.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that! Oh. Is he like a boomer generation? Yeah, he, he they would, do not understand. He would
0: definitely <laughs> be around uh, your dad's age, <laughs> and h- it was just the look on his face, the shakes that he was making. Yeah. He was just flabbergasted, and then I told him I used to be a teacher same kind of (laughs) responses I got from a lot of people (laughs) in my life. He was like, what you let what? And then he goes, should I be getting your autograph right now? (laughs) And I'm like, no, no, no. And we talked about the concept of risk. We talked about the concept of this. And and he was like, oh, and I feel so bad for you guys today because it's so expensive and kids sports and all this stuff. And it's like my brain Doesn't want to go there. Yeah. I don't want to constantly be thinking about, oh, there's sports. So we got to pay for this or that. Like I want to work, take risk and get rewards and not have to think about Mm -hmm. those things. And today people don't want to take risk. No, it is. This is what this entire episode is about is it's always the safe play. And if you bring up a risk, even if it's betting on yourself, even if you have numbers to back it up, people are mortified by the idea of a risk. Yeah. And and I think there's something more to that where I'm talking about the government is setting all this up and and they want you to be complacent. They want you to be here, right? If you work a job for 30 years, guess what? You're not making any waves. Mm -hmm. You're not disrupting day to day. Mm -hmm. You're not doing anything other than just going through your life. If you are doing something that's a risk, you have the ability to disrupt a lot.
1: Yeah. And like in the U S it's, It's very easy to start a business.
0: To start it? To start it. The barrier of entry is very simple. Yeah. An LLC can be in 24 hours, and you are approved, good to go.
1: Like, it's so easy to start a business, but they make it so fucking hard to own and maintain a business.
0: It's crazy. There's
1: so many different hoops you have to jump through. So many different, like, taxes and things like this. And, like, my Etsy shop. Etsy does most of the stuff for Mm -hmm. me. But there's still, like, gobs of paperwork and yep. stuff that we have to do that we have to. And they make it, they use all this, like, jargon, oh. too. And it's like, we have no idea what this nope. means. So then we have to go and pay for an accountant yep. and a business advisor to, like, tell us yeah. what to do. So so then that's coming out of our business pocket.
0: Yeah. And the, the risk is very serious if you mess up a business oh yeah right and especially things like taxes uh, it man still like it, it's it's a learning process and figuring all this out but it's not easy and we have a perfect scope of this because of we're obviously within like the small batch beard product company business and we see all these passionate people mm-hmm. talented people that want to make a living doing something they love helping people giving back with charities And then they just fall through, Yeah, not because of the products, not because of the customer service, not because of the passion, because it's so difficult, number one, to run a business, and number two, to be profitable. Yeah. It's so hard.
1: Like, why, I know everybody says this, but why the fuck aren't we being taught in high school how— How to be an entrepreneur, how to own a business, how to start a business, how to do taxes as a business, but also as a fucking human. I know. Who has to do taxes as soon as they get out of high school.
0: I know. And there's classes sprinkled here there. There's people listening and be like, well, my kid is taking this. Hey, listen to me. (laughs) When you think back to high school, you can tell me about your math classes. Oh, yeah, I took this math class, this, 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 this. You could tell me about your science classes, this, 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 and this you might be able to sprinkle in one thing that your kid took, right? You might be able to sprinkle in one random like extra thing. It is not a priority of education. And I do want to say I do have a master's degree in curriculum development that is literally this, trying to decide what people are learning. None of this stuff is actually in schools to a degree where it actually matters. Right. And when you're thinking back on it, there's, there's, there's something to be said for learning, something to be said for getting through a class and, and studying. But my biology class, my, there's so many things where it's like when you tell kids or kids get inquisitive, like, how am I going to use this later on in life? There's times <laughs> I don't have an answer, but I can tell you it would have been beneficial to learn how to calculate tips. Yeah. It would have been beneficial to understand how to start a, a business, not just like, basic stuff, but actually courses over multiple years, like all the other subjects.
1: Right. Like, I was forced to take fucking orchestra.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Like, I'm so, I'm all for music. I'm for kids learning about music. But, like, I think taxes are more, ex- more important than, than orchestra. Sorry. It is, <laughs> it
0: is now required to take foreign language. And, again, I see the value in that. Yeah. I had a sister who minored in Spanish, and I'm sure it's super useful for her. I was forced to take multiple years of foreign language. I don't remember anything. <laughs> it did not help me. There was no value to it. I don't need it. I don't use it.
1: But you do know one line of Spanish. I do. And I, what is that?
0: I do know. I I, <laughs> I don't even know if I remember it. But I, I do know about the biblioteca. <laughs> I remember the library. And I used to know... I don't even remember. It was like I, I had a joke.
1: I have a beer in my pants No, no, something. no, close. <laughs> so, all right, quick, quick
0: side story. I know you guys love my tangents <laughs> and stories. I was atrocious at this, and, and that is Spanish. And in my last semester, I just had to pass Spanish, so I wrote the professor, and I was like, hey, this is my last class. I'm going to graduate. All I need is D minus. I'm not very good at this stuff, but I'll be here every single day. I'll work my butt off, and I promise you'll enjoy my presence in class. <laughs> Well, we would have oral exams, and so there's no cheating. There's yeah. no getting around it, and they would give you a prompt. I would memorize a joke before class every time. <laughs> it was unrelated to what the professor asked me, and one of the times is I asked the professor if she had Windex in her pocket, and she said no, which I believe is the Spanish word for no, and then her so I said, do you have Windex in your pocket? And she said, no. And I said, oh, because I can see myself in your pants.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, s- I've not heard that.
0: I did. Oh, I did. my gosh. It, it was in Spanish. That's
1: inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Well, when
0: the class ended, the class ended, I got my. Did the teacher ask for your number? No. Uh-oh. I got my <laughs> transcript, and I got a D minus in that class. Oh,
1: yeah. So
0: I literally <laughs> don't know if I earned it or if the joke got it or if they just didn't want me back there Yeah ever. yeah. yeah, yeah. Kid. so or she felt
1: sorry for yeah, you yeah <laughs> that was
0: that was my real story do you have do you have windex in, and i didn't say pants because you can't like give the joke away i yeah. said do you have windex in your pocket no i said oh because i can see myself in your pants I, I yeah know. that's so i gotta i got a d minus <laughs> but i don't even remember the joke right. like i can't even <laughs> say the joke but i promise you there would be benefits to kids learning just the concept of other options yeah and I I do want to address this, too, because I know people are listening and they're saying, well, what about the STEM classes? You know, what about the the auto classes Mm -hmm. and the woodworking and the metalworking? That's great. But as someone who's coming from the curriculum director world, as someone who also has a master's degree in administration and someone who taught for 12 years, that is almost always pitched as a less than option. And I do not believe it is a less than option. I have some of the most successful and amazing people in my life that didn't go to college that can build a house. Yeah. That can literally, we have friends that can do plumbing, electricity, they can, electric, electricity, (laughs) Electricity. they (laughs) can do drywall, (laughs) they can do, you name it, that's unbelievably intelligent. Yes. They make very good money. Yep. And they enjoy their job. But when you are in school, if you tell someone they, hey, college isn't for everybody, yeah. there's a trade route. It's like you're looking down on that. Yeah,
1: it's like it's like considered l- like low income. Oh, like it, low income people go into trades. Right.
0: And it's not, you no. know, like it's not at all. And so I hear you. I, I feel your guys' energy right now where you're like, there are other options. I don't like the way it's being presented. And that's from someone that was involved in the schools, Yeah.
1: Like it's, it's being pitched yeah. in not the right way mm-hmm. to kids.
0: Truly, truly, truly. And, and when you do this, people end up going to college and they're forced into fields. They don't love solely because of the purpose of making money. Yeah. And mine was the exact literal example <laughs> of this. You got, yep. I went to college for the least fitting career you could imagine. I went to college to go be a radiation tech. (laughs) I was going to be the person that stood behind a glass and took a picture of your bones and muscles with a button.
1: Like not talking to anybody, not making conversation. Nothing. like.
0: Like the opposite of me. And the reason why is at 18 years old, I didn't know what I wanted to be. And... When I was getting ready, I had a very great family friend that said, hey, I own this business. If you would want a job making this amount of money, get this degree. Yep. And I'm like it by my yeah, parents. Sure. And they're like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's more money than we could imagine. It's like, okay. Right. So I went to college for that. And you have a very similar story.
1: I do. So I have my degree. I have a business degree with a focus in accounting. Mm-hmm. Um. I, when I was in high school, I knew that I wanted to do something in business solely, though, for the fact that I wanted to wear cute clothes. <laughs> and I, my high school self, proudly told everybody that. I was yeah. like, I don't want to wear scrubs. I want to <laughs> wear cute skirts and stuff. Like
0: Mission accomplished now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and as I'm sitting here yeah. in sweatpants yeah. and slides. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but. So I knew I wanted to go into business, but then my dad was like, "You need to go." And he didn't say like, "I think you should." He was like, "You need to go into mm. accounting because that's going to make you the most money." Yeah. And he essentially like pressured me into it. Um, my dad, thankfully, paid for my college, but I we did go to like, um, what would you even call? It's not like a community college. It's like a.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not
1: like a like a big college where you go away and you stay. Right. Like it's less expensive. It was like more near us. So yeah. thankfully like he yeah, didn't it's have university, to pay Yeah, he yeah. didn't have to pay like a ton of money and stuff, but right. he still like pressured me from probably my junior year of high school until I actually made the decision to yeah. go into accounting. He and was there like pushing me toward it.
0: And the only denominator that's common in any of this Is money on paper yeah that is it and it drives everything and and in a similar story this is still to this day I I remember this crystal clear our theme growing up and this will sound terrible but which was told (laughs) from my dad to me and my sisters and and Sam already knows what this is was marry for money love will come later (laughs) and there was obviously a little like angle of being playful but it's one of those like jokes that's not a joke. Yeah, right. Kind of situation. Like, but
1: really, right. <laughs> and, and I
0: get it, right. I understand money is the root of a lot of problems, the end of a lot of relationships, mm-hmm. the the cause of stress, and oh, I I totally get it. But I think the way we pitch getting to that money really matters. Yeah. And I, I don't believe in that phrase. And <laughs> we just talked about this recently <laughs> on a live stream. My parents were probably never more disappointed on that terms because the ex-girlfriend I had right before Sam is actually a doctor now (laughs) and and then when I when (laughs) Sam like left her job at first and stuff and it's like uh, you know just a totally different situation now flip the script we're doing very well which is kind of the the concept of of chasing these things and, and really pushing yourself not just to go for the money and another similar kind of comparison that again I'm so unbelievably happy we bet on ourselves. When you get into teaching, you can only make more money in a couple of ways. Mm -hmm. One is if you stay there longer and your school has the money, they give you a (laughs) raise every year. Now, my first five years were frozen, as you guys know from episode one. So that's one way. Mm -hmm. Another way is get more education. You move on the scale, you get more money. And then the only other way in education you make more money is by getting a promotion to something like a principal. Yeah. Now, on paper, principals definitely make more money than teachers, right? Straight up. If you broke that money down by hour, and then if we put in some kind of factor of stress, there's no way in the world a principal makes more money than a teacher.
1: Oh yeah. With all that like stress behind. Oh my gosh. They
0: have the assistant principal at the middle school has to be at every sporting event. They have to be at every school function. They're, their summers are cut from three months right. down to one month. Yeah. I mean, when you look at this stuff and you break it down, you're like, you're not actually making more money. You're just working more and getting more because of that. Yeah. We're in the business world. It's not tied to the amount of time that you work. Yeah,
1: because you don't see like there are CEOs that yeah. are like vacationing For stuff. Sure. Like, but one thing that always gets me is that people like to like,
0: oh yeah, hate
1: on CEOs. I know. But like these people work their asses off, yeah. put their money in to start these businesses. Like they should be able to reap
0: those rewards. They took the risk. Yeah, the risk factor that's so scary to generations and to people and to sensitive humans today. Yeah, is the same thing that they dismiss when it comes to getting the rewards. And they they talk, hey, hey, we love workers. We all we love all these things. And they're like, hey, they work so hard. They're the back. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's not a risky thing to go get a job somewhere. You can leave at any time with no pen, no fault to you, no losing of your investment. These owners put that investment in. They took the risk. And I think it's just such a foreign concept. Yeah,
1: I think it's hard to see until you become a business owner yourself and you're like, oh, my gosh, like I work so hard putting so much of my time and my money into this and Mm -hmm. then the government is taking all this money and then everybody's hating on me because they say I make all this money and I'm just like living this crazy lifestyle. And we're like, no, like, we put all of our yep. savings into this job. <laughs>
0: Literally. And the concept of that, I think, changes with experience and with age. Yeah. If you were to ask people their thoughts on on topics like this at 18 as compared to, like, 35, mm-hmm. it's going to change. Yeah. It is going to change. I mean, yeah, man, it just cuts the soul when you see, like, a third of your business going to the uh-huh. government and then not knowing where it's going. Yeah. It's, man, oh, man. and And with that same concept – The driving for being, like, safe, Mm -hmm. I believe, is the riskiest thing you can actually do. I'm going to say it one more time. The drive to being at a job that is safe is the actual risk. Betting on yourself and chasing happiness and doing a job that you're passionate about, Mm -hmm. I don't actually think that's a risk. I believe it's the other way, and it stays there. And for us, we talk about it all the time, it's insane to stay at a job that you hate just because of some dollars on the paper. True
1: it, I, I cannot fathom it. Mm. I cannot fathom going to work, dreading going to work, hating your whole day, hating the people that you're with coming home. You have to be in a bad mood and how taxing is that on your mental health, on your family, you're coming home, you're pissed off from work. You're mean to your wife. You're mean to your kids. You're sitting there. You're like, how many people do you know that Say, oh, I need a beer after work. Yeah. To, like, calm down. So now you're a fucking alcoholic. Right. Like...
0: (laughs) And and it just bleeds into toxicity and like the idea of like oh the the wife stays home takes care of the kids cleans the house gets the food ready and then when the husband comes home she cracks a beer open he sits on the couch and then the concept of all I want to do is all weekend just watch football and sit on the couch and not do anything all I want to do is work all I want to do is spend time with my family those are the two things that matter to me and the two things that I enjoy and when you work that job that you hate just for money it It is impossible to understand and see this. And we have the benefit of having both sides of this spectrum. We have seen both sides of it. And it just is so insane. And and I feel, again, I I, I love you guys and I feel your energy. And I hear people being like, Dan, you just don't understand. I need this job to provide for my family. As, again, a history teacher that is very serious about history, listen to me carefully here. There has never been a time in the history of the world where more jobs are abundantly available than now. Yes. Than right now, whether you take a risky thing like we did, or you go to a safer job that you can find that you love everywhere is hiring and everywhere is an opportunity. And guess what? All your passion and skills are, should be monetized and should be turned into making money for something you love. I don't want to hear it about like, oh, well, I have, I have benefits here. I have this job here. It's a risk. But go take it. Your family and your life is worth it.
1: I was literally just going to say you owe it to yourself, for one, and to your family Mm -hmm. to work a job that you love and that you are passionate about. there's no reason for you not to.
0: Yep. And again, we are talking about it because we did it. We didn't get daddy and mommy's money. We we don't have (laughs) investors. This is literally us from the ground up, both of us working jobs that we ended up disliking, putting the time in to be able to make all this happen. Yeah. You guys can do it. And I I had a big moment where I was seven years away yep. from a couple of, of large things in my career. Mm-hmm. One of them, and it was actually less than seven years, uh, one of them was my student loans should have been forgiven after seven years. Yeah. Now, who knows what the government changes <laughs> and stuff, right? But that's $100,000 plus that was going to be waived.
1: That was our big like mm-hmm. contemplating factor yeah. of, you retiring was we were like can you do this for seven more years to get that money forgiven by the government
0: and the thing that really stuck with me right and again people may again say oh that's easy for you You guys all I had to go was seven years and that would have been a hundred thousand dollars wiped off the plate gone the thing that gets me is when I think about how long seven years is some people like oh you've already been teaching 12 this is like this is nothing keep doing it My thought was, at that time, Maddox was six years old. At the end of seven years, he was going to be a teenager. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way I am throwing away these seven years of my life, and especially my family's life, Mm -hmm. and I was not going to be stressed and going to be angry and taking these things out. And uh, another story that kind of sticks with me on this one is, I'll never forget, we got a pet. And our parents were like, what do you guys want to name it? I wanted to name it Frito. I thought it was cute. <laughs> my dad worked for Frito-Lay. I loved Fritos. I'm like, let's name it Frito. And my dad, and there, and they're, again, there may be some sarcasm in there, but I do believe there's a kernel of truth in every kind of sarcastic yeah. joke. He said, no, I will never name it Frito because I don't want to come home and, and think about kicking it. <gasps> And I was like, that's <laughs> so terrible, right? If we want to name a, a pet podcast, I'm going to be so loving and so excited. <laughs> if we want to have our new little kitten named YouTube, let's oh, go. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, You, know, oh, no, you I mean, said no, it? We're getting no, a kitten? We're getting a kitten? No, no, a no, kitten. No, no, He ki- said it, you guys. No, that, that was a okay. hypothetical. It was a We're story. We're naming our
1: kitten podcast. But
0: that concept <laughs> of wasting seven years to get to some hopeful imaginary yeah. finish line was crazy. And then, oh Dan, your your retirement would be better after seven years. You would be, you'd have even better ten and all this stuff. I'm not willing to have the actual cost of seven years of my life and my yeah. family's life for that chance.
1: Because your mental health would have went down the drain.
0: Yep. And I take pride in my mental health. Yeah. And I take pride in being proactive. When something's disrupting it, I change that yep, something. Exactly. And Another thing, right, that people always talk about is, oh, we got to have a job that has has health insurance, <laughs> you know, and, and a lot of thoughts on that. Number one, why is it so expensive? We know why. The medical system is broken here, the insurance thing. And if you don't believe me, go go see, like, the, uh, it, what is it, the itemized list of any, like, oh my pregnancy God. stay. Yeah. It was, what, $300 for two tablets of Tylenol? <laughs> yeah. Like, Huh? <laughs> Come again, I can run down to Rite Aid real right. quick and get the same exact thing for, I don't know, 950% less. No,
1: the thing that always gets me is when Maddox was born, mm-hmm. he um had some, like, what do you call it? The Oh, the baby's, like, first poop. He, like, pooped in the womb. Oh, yeah. And they were concerned that he was going to, like, inhale it, yeah. like, through the amniotic fluid. And so, and that's a very common thing that happens right. with babies. Right. Um, and so they had this doctor on call. He wasn't even like on a video call or something or on the phone. He was just, it was like, be ready, but you know, do your own things. And then we got a bill from him Mm -hmm. that was like a thousand dollars out of our pocket to have him on call. Like for things that you like didn't ask for or approve, like, I don't know. It was. It, ju- it's just like the whole healthcare system and right. the amount that they charge you for the silliest yeah. things. And
0: I will say, right, we took the jump. We pay for our own health yeah. insurance, dental, vision every month. The difference as compared to a job, because here's a little st- a sneaky secret that you guys don't, your employer doesn't often want you to know, most of your paychecks have some money coming out of it into your health insurance. A lot of teachers don't realize that for most of you, not all, there are some, some great contracts out there, but a lot of you are paying your health insurance anyway. Right. And when we have this insurance, we pay and everyone's like, teacher's insurance, teacher's insurance. (laughs) Our insurance is better now. It is. It's just better. It is. It's costing us less and it's been amazing. So just that concept is just so crazy. And then the one that gets to me and it's Oh, it's hard because I don't ever give people unsolicited advice. I don't yeah. ever correct them. Yeah. But how many people in your life celebrate Fridays? Oh, my God. How many people in your life dread Mondays? And how many people in your life, again, literally could tell you the exact date of their retirement? And, like, it's the greatest celebration of all time. Mm-hmm. It's painful to think about that. Just, just take a step outside of that. And think about, okay, I'm going to work 30 years at a career, but during that 30 years, I'm going to hate five-sevenths of my life. Yeah,
1: right. Most of your time, you're hating.
0: Most of your life, you are hating when you're awake. And then you just want to get to this magical retirement. And like we talked about, oftentimes we're figuring out now from people that we see, it may not be this yeah. ultimate heaven that you thought it was. Maybe it's a budgeting, like not so great, kind of worried and stressed right. and balancing your money life. And it's not this coast off into the sunset,
1: right? Like you're home and you don't have to work, but you can't fucking spend any money right. because you're broke. Right. So like, what good is it? Just sitting at home, just getting, just sitting on the couch, like not moving, getting unhealthy. Like
0: yep. no. we, other than knowing when I have videos and live streams and stuff, the days do not matter to us.
1: We lose track of days. Yeah,
0: we <laughs> absolutely love our days. And it's because we don't have a job that we dread. This podcasting thing, we don't ever look at in a negative way. Never. This is not something like, it, it is like therapy for Sam. Like <laughs> I straight love up. it. <laughs> this and is my so baby. We don't have finish lines. We don't have days we dread. And, and I try to get that word out there. And my, my most popular live stream is on Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, Dancy Bearded, <laughs> called Commands <laughs> Corner. And I literally put those on Monday nights. And I said this from episode one, because I wanted people to have something to look forward to on Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted them to have a little kind of pick-me-up because I know how hard it hits people. And I, I don't know what it's like to go from working on something that you really dislike and then spending the whole weekend drinking, eating, and watching football. Because mm-hmm. I never did that, yeah. even when teaching got tough. That's, right, not right. My, that's not how my brain works. That's not our lifestyle. I had a side hobby, a side hustle that I was able to pursue. Yeah, So I don't know what that like dopamine drop is like to go back to work Monday. But I can tell you if you have something you look forward to working on, it, it's a life changer in so many ways.
1: It really is
0: yeah, so so many ways.
1: and I think that with with like retirement kind of being the same as like Fridays, like they're always like working you're working for the weekend, working for retirement. yeah like i I don't want to look mm. forward to retirement. I don't want to go do all this stuff when I'm, like, old and feeble and I'm, like, my joints are aching. I can't do this. Like, no, I want to fucking go now. I want to go and climb mountains right now. I want to spend this time with my kids now. I'm not looking forward to retiring and then my kids. I mean, obviously, looking forward to grandkids one day. But, like, I want to do this stuff when I have the health and the youth and my family next to me. Yeah. When, when I retire, our kids are going to be older. They're going to be living their own lives yep. and not, maybe not able to do this stuff with us. Like, I want to spend all this time with our kids and with you.
0: Right. Right now. Yeah. Right now. There's not this, yeah, this magical finish line. I really do believe that. And we. this sounds crazy to people. I don't know if people believe us. But I don't plan on stopping. Yeah. Like, I don't plan on stopping this. Like,
1: as of as of right now, and right. It obviously it might change, like, when we get older, but we don't have, like, this set, like, retirement right. age for us that we're like, okay, we're going to get to 65, and then we're just going to be done working Right.
0: Right, because we're not just doing this to make money, to get a salary, right? Think about how many people just literally do their job to make money. Yeah, we do this for a lot of other reasons. Uh-huh. It genuinely helps people. We had a live stream last night and somebody sent us a message afterwards that was like very touching and very like perspective filling for me about the, the live stream and how it helped their family and stuff that was going on. That's a massive reason of why I do this. And it's a massive reason why I was able to leave teaching that I did love for the right reasons. Clearly I didn't go into teaching for the money. <laughs> and as it changed, I knew I had to go, but it was the concept of helping people and doing these things. We enjoy this. Yeah, It's not just simply for, for that money. Exactly. And for me, I do believe now that original American dream as it is today is an unrealistic dream. Yeah. And this is the the biggest point I want anybody to take away from this podcast from my perspective. I strongly believe the real American dream is freedom. It's not to be rich, it's not to just do, to be an astronaut and all these things they tell you as a kid. The American dream is freedom to take a risk and not feel pressures of society and the government. Yeah. Freedom to go after a career that you are passionate about. And you're not forced to stay at that job and hate five-sevenths of your life. Yeah. That is the American dream. The American dream is to say, you know what? I want Qdoba for lunch today. (laughs) I'm going to take my super cute daughter, and I'm going to go to Qdoba. Yep. You know know what? Today, Sam wants to go shopping. You (laughs) go shopping, right? That is the American dream, being able to do what you want Mm -hmm. with the people that you want to do it with. Mm -hmm. That is so, so, so important to me.
1: And I think – We've always like kind of had different views of working. Yes. Like we would see like, oh, this isn't something that I wanna Mm-mm. do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and as entrepreneurs, I guess, is what we call ourselves. Um yeah. who did have American dream type jobs. Right. You know what I mean? Like teacher, salary, accountant, yeah, salary, retirement, healthcare. <laughs> you know how
0: much you're gonna make. You got a job to go to.
1: We get we see Both sides. Correct. Like we have it from our past, but now we have it from where we're at now. And we have the ability to broadcast all of these opportunities to kids that they have nowadays Mm. that no one told us back when we were younger. And you don't have to rely on going to college or doing a job that you're not passionate about.
0: Yeah, it's so, so true. And I've had the benefit of being able to go to different schools and different events and even just like live streaming and talking to people and my former students to show them that there is a possibility to show them for example in my sphere that it's not a crazy thing to be a content creator yeah right you can have a career and we actually in our area have a bunch of local it's super insane super successful yeah. content creators i have a buddy ahmad who has millions and millions he's balling yeah and he cooks he just makes food mm-hmm. videos i'm going to lunch today with another local youtuber who does uh, soccer content and soccer cleat content and you guys these are for their livings, right? Their in living. our city, yeah, and not yeah, not just our county, not just yeah. our state. Literally living in our city, which is not a large city. Most of you have never heard of
1: it, <laughs> right? And like. How unheard of yeah. was that even five years ago? I was going to say
0: 10, but I think five yeah. is even more fair. Right. 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 When I was started and you cannot tell them. And when you look at people like Ryan's Toys Reviews, yeah. when we have a kid who's local to us, his dad's a pastor. He never went to college. He's a multimillionaire. He streams kid games like Frogger. And he's a multimillionaire in his early 20s. Amazing. It's it's (laughs) unheard of and so amazing. And you can put good out into the world with this as well. And we really support normalizing the concept of young adults betting on themselves. Yes.
1: Can we have a (sighs) high school class about betting on yourself and taking risks? Right.
0: And, And think about how most normal conversations go for, let's say a 16, 17, 18 year old that says, you know what, mom? I'm really passionate about soccer cards, and I want to pursue a career in not just making content about soccer cards, but I want to trade. I want to sell. I want to travel. I want to yeah. educate about the about trading soccer cards. What percentage of parents are going to tell their kid, oh, that's risky? Yeah. Oh, have a backup plan. Like, oh, oh, oh,
1: did you save enough money to be able to do right. that? Like, no one talks about, like... Getting a business loan and doing this and writing up a business plan. And
0: did you know the benefit of your taxes and having write-offs? Yeah. All these things, that conversation doesn't happen, and it needs to.
1: It's so sad. I just feel like, and I don't feel like parents are coming at it, like, as a villain in this situation. I think they're just ignorant. They're not educated on that sort of thing, and and that needs to happen.
0: And it's just a perspective thing. It is, you see and hear the word risk the way you look at it is, is essentially it's an abundance mindset as compared to a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. The abundance mindset says the real risk is not being happy in my life. Yeah. The real risk is risking my mental health. The real risk is understanding suicide for adult men is one of the leading causes of death. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a real risk. You know, Yep. taking a chance at a job and failing, huh, you can get back up. Yeah. Right. That's a real risk. And so Thinking about it from that scarcity mindset is not is not a great way to approach it, in my opinion. Having that abundancy mindset of, hey, there's so many opportunities yes. out here. Even if this one slips, I'll have another chance. Even if this one slips, I'll have another chance. And how about being a parent, say... You know what? You go take that chance. Honey, I always have a couch here for you if exactly, you fall. Exactly,
1: exactly. How is that oh not common? Gosh. How is that not
0: said? Why is it vilified to be a kid that takes a chance and then comes back home? Now you're saw, saw to, seen as like it's a like, loser. oh, yeah, you yeah. live
1: in your mom's basement because your business right. failed. Like, let's no. A-
0: let's applaud the supportive right. parents. Let's applaud that that chasing happiness and really going after it.
1: And parents need to, they need to show their kids different avenues. Right. (laughs) Like take your kids to different countries. Show them that you don't, this, the United States isn't the only place that you can live. You can live anywhere in the world that you want. You can show them different ways of life. You can let them decide what they want to do moving forward after and only after you have shown them all the possibilities that life has to offer.
0: And think about how many kids are even just, completely localized not even within just the the world how many states do they visit how many regions right are you just going from michigan to florida and that's all you've ever seen what about going out to utah what about going to the east coast right we just went to maine for the first time Mm -hmm. i went to texas for the first time like i want people to see these experiences and our kids have already
1: yeah and how many people tell us like oh my gosh you guys Uh, do so much and go so many places will they
0: even remember it sam is this worth it? Are you wasting your money? Oh my
1: gosh. I like, uh, (laughs) yeah. Show your kids the world. That's going to be the biggest thing that you can do
0: for them. Right. And teachers stop counselors, principals, Yes, stop pushing college. Like it's the expected thing. Right. And and go ahead.
1: They push it. Like they're getting some kind of like benefit from it. Some kind of like like kickback from colleges like you have to go to college there's no other way
0: i mean and i i've caught myself saying things just because it became normal such as i'll hear from a senior and i'll say oh what are you uh what are you up to in the fall and i've shifted that rather than saying what college you going to yeah but even saying what are you doing in the fall is kind of implying like insinuating yeah yeah. and it's uh, we you ready for this (laughs) you ready everybody We are actually encouraging our kids not to go to college. Yes. We have no interest in them going to college unless they want to pursue a field that is required to have a college degree and certificate, such as a teacher, a doctor, a dentist. We
1: will never push our (laughs) – we will steer our kids
0: clear of being a teacher. Obviously, obviously, (laughs) but who knows what will happen. But that's the example, right? That's the only way. We are still to this day, we are not forcing them to go to college. We're not even putting that narrative. We're not starting no. a college fund. We're not no. any of that. No.
1: And we talked to Maddox, Maddox especially, because Maddox has made it known he wants to be a pro soccer player. Yep. And he has asked us, like, what what is the pathway that I need to take to do this? On many
0: occasions, and in we, many ways.
1: We're all in with him. Yep. We're like, if this is what you want to do, we are going to set you up the best that we can For you to prove yourself to be what you want to be.
0: Yep, like give you those opportunities.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And and with that too, if it changes, we're gonna support the change. Yes. If he decides, you know what, I'm not into this anymore. It literally will not cross our mind that, hey, we invested all this money. We yeah. invested all this time. No, no, no. We invested money and time in showing you yes. that we support you.
1: And that is the best thing that we could do for him. The
0: very best. And that's all it is. And, and people see how uh, the word gets used hardcore on, on how we are with soccer and stuff. This is all that. Yeah. And, and, and we could go into why Maddox has some ADHD, and we believe that's when his mind is at peace, when he's playing and doing this beautiful mm-hmm. art of soccer. But- if you asked us right now, do you want your kids to go to college? It's not even like a soft. It's a no. hell the fuck no. <laughs> like, absolutely not. N- the student loans. What about the way that they can kind of change kids' mindsets oh, when they're in college? Yes. And that's a big topic. But, and this is what really gets me. And it's the hypocrisy. I, if I hate anything in the world, it's a hypocrite. Yeah. That whew, hypocrites get to me. Because you can feel any type of way you want about me. But you're gonna know who I am and, mm. and what I put out on the table. Mm-hmm. Disagree, agree, that's fine. But I'm not a hypocrite. The government doesn't trust 18 year old kids to drink alcohol. Yeah, right. To drink mm-hmm. alcohol, right? They can't have a glass of wine, right? Now we're not fans of alcohol. I uh, we don't drink here. We're fine mm-hmm. with other people drinking as long as responsible. Yeah. But our government says you are not smart enough to make a decision to try this drink. Not yes. even one of them. That's against. That's against the law. You cannot do that but we fully believe in your ability to sign on a dotted line for a hundred thousand dollar loan that will never go away one of the only loans in our country that cannot have bankruptcy that will stay with you no matter what they will take your paycheck they will take your home Mm -hmm. we trust you to sign that and we trust you to know that this is pretty much forced on you and you didn't realize you had another option yeah and for the people out there that are when you hear about student loan relief and all this stuff, they're like, they signed the dotted line. They need to be out. That's exactly what they sound like, <laughs> yeah. too. They, they need to be out. They were 18. Right. Their brain has not functioned yet. The government says you're not old enough to drink alcohol. They did not know. And when I say they, I can speak from experience. I had no concept of what $100,000 no. was. no. I had no concept of paying a loan. And, and how about interest?
1: Yeah. that's never explained no
0: uh, predatory (laughs) loans like this like if I pay my like actual normal payment I still am gaining money onto my loan right what that's crazy
1: I just don't I don't get how student loans in the way they're set up right now are legal
0: no it it shouldn't be it's
1: it's a crime and I don't for them think them to be taking that money like that.
0: Anybody can disagree. No, except, anybody.
1: except you know what kind of does piss me off are the people who have paid their student oh, loans yeah. off and they're like, well, I did it and now you have to do it. It's like, such, oh, you're so holy. It's
0: such a narrow-minded Ugh. approach, right? Let's say that there's student ro- student loan relief and then the student loans are wiped clean. You're gonna have people that naturally get defensive like, hey, I paid it. Why? If, if you went through that misery, If you went through the hardship of paying it, why put that demon on somebody else? Why wish that upon other families? And here, genius, when people have more money, they spend more money. Mm-hmm. When people spend more money, the economy is good. And guess what? The economy is cyclical. If it is a good economy, it will come back to you with lower mm-hmm. gas prices, lower grocery prices, yep. better business prices because of competition and money. And, and again, I have a minor in economics. I could go on and on. <laughs> but that's the, the most ignorant mindset ever to be like, well, I paid it. They need to yeah. suffer too. Wow. Yeah. That That is a that is a scarcity, miserable mindset.
1: It really is.
0: It's so sad. You got to
1: change your way of looking it, you at things. Re- oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: <laughs> (laughs) And if we go back, would you go to college again?
1: No, absolutely not.
0: I would not even think about it. No. I would not even consider it. I I feel gross that I did. I do, too. I I feel feel like... I feel like I got duped. I feel
1: like I feel like a hypocrite. Yep. I'm like, oh, like I went to college. Ugh.
0: Yeah, but I didn't know. I <laughs> did not know any better. No, I was forced into this. It was the only option. I was, n- <laughs> I could not imagine the concept of pitching being a YouTuber, or an entrepreneur, oh gosh, or a business right? owner. Then it's just utterly ridiculous. And to tell you guys, the biggest burden in our financial life are my student loans. Yeah, easily my student loans. Here, it's not. It's not bills, it's not anything else it's my student loans yeah and that is on degrees that I did not have have any real thought in and it was kind of forced upon me mm-hmm. and, and again people will say, hey you're an 18, you're an adult you well actually when I signed up for college, I was technically 17 so All yeah right. you know but
1: and if you're I feel like the narrative needs to change in the United States if people want to say like you're an adult, you should be free to do everything right. Like, you should be – if you want to call me an adult, yep. then you should let me drink alcohol. Yeah. If you want to let me vote, you know. Yeah. Like, you're Absolutely. an adult. You should be able to do all those things. Correct. You shouldn't be limited. You should be able to fucking rent a hotel. You can't oh rent a hotel gosh. room or a rental car or whatever right. until you're, what, 25 or yeah. something like that? It's like, cr- no. Yeah. You can't, you can't pick and choose when you want to call me an adult. And no, sorry.
0: And the picking and choosing's is crazy, right? You tell a story about an 18-year-old and be like, oh, they're just a kid. Yeah. And then it's like, well – uh what about their student loans? Oh, they got to pay that yep. shit off. Yeah, right? yeah, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Those, those, they knew what they were doing. That's a grown-ass man. <laughs> like, come on. And and we do. We, we hype our kids up, and, and we, we truly believe if they want to be pro soccer players, we're with it.
1: We're behind them, yep. 100%. And
0: we're going to give them every opportunity that they want to take, and, and it's nothing but praise and encouragement. And here's a big thing, too, and, and I've been big on this. Uh, There's actually a study that was done. The praise is really on the effort. We praise our kids and tell them how proud we are for going to speed and agility, mm-hmm. going to practice, giving their all. If you have praise on the outcome, that's cool, that's great, but it doesn't benefit kids as much as the praise on the effort, the praise on the thought process. Like, we we praise medics all the time for how his brain works yeah. and how he thinks and puts effort forward yeah. and stuff, and, and I, that's so beneficial.
1: I grew up with little to no praise from anybody in my life. Oh, and, and that I mean that's fucked me up. Yeah, hardcore.
0: I don't know if I could put the little into my. <laughs> like, I, I don't know yeah, it's, and it's So
1: we we're probably over the top right. on praise for our kids for sure. But our kids are not going to grow up questioning if they were loved. Correct. You know what I mean. Correct.
0: And it, it's definitely generational coming back from war and and yeah. parent and stuff. But yeah, absolutely. And and we've. With this support, we've considered some stuff at a crazy <laughs> level.
1: we like, ok. So Maddox and Jacks both say that they want to be pro soccer players,
0: and Jure, they act like it, and
1: they act like it. I mean, juries jury's out on Jacks because he does like to say things that, you know, Maddox does. Yep. but if he says it now, we're we're literally behind them one hundred percent. And we have no doubt that they will be. Soccer what they players, be. if that's what they want to do. Yep. And so we're so behind them that we literally have contemplated moving to a different country to give them a better opportunity at what they want to do in life. Literally. So we have, you guys know that we talk about England all the time. We're planning on going there next year. Um, and one of the reasons that we wanted to go is because we wanted to see if that life over there would be better for us and better for our kids. And thankfully we live this lifestyle that gives us that opportunity
0: flexibility to be
1: able to go over there to be able to see like, okay, like Matt, if we go over there, Maddox and Jacks are going to have a better outcome of not, you know, being pressured to go to college. And if they want to be a soccer pro, then they're going to have the best opportunity there to do that yes. as opposed to living here where we are.
0: Yes. And, Above all, we just want them to be passionate about yeah. whatever they do in life. Exactly. We do not care what that is. Neither of us played soccer. We did not push them into soccer. Nope. We did not live our childhood like <laughs> dreams through them vicariously. They they stumbled upon it and yep. it's taken off. And, and, and we're I here mean, for it,
1: it. it just so, yeah, it just so happened that we actually do really fucking love soccer. We <laughs> do. We do. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Soccer is life.
0: Final thoughts here, okay. and I think this is a powerful one. Yeah. How, and I've said this for years. How much better of a country or world would it be if everyone had a job that they're passionate about? Yeah, How many problems would be solved? It, people would be happier. Yeah, there would be less crime. There would be less domestic abuse. Oh people my would gosh. be spending money yes. in good ways. There would be less debt. There would be less like manipulation at college. The businesses you go to, would be more successful and would be a better experience, you know, like, are there people that would be passionate about being a waitress and a bartender? Heck yes. Yeah, Because
1: they have that kind of personality and that's not a bad thing. And that needs to be told to kids. And
0: we all have that. I just told Sam went to beat ups the other day. We had a, we had a waitress that was just unnecessarily kind and amazing. Like it was like over the top and I had to tell her left a good tip. She was Absolutely happy at her job. Yeah. And hell yes. And
1: that is okay. And there needs to be more opportunities for people to make a good living and have that security. Yes. I don't know what our government, like I'm here to say like our government needs a lot of change. I don't know what, what can be done, but there are a lot of fucking smart people in this world. I'm sure that they can figure out how to make people who want jobs like waitresses and stuff to be able to live a supporting life for them and for their family.
0: Yeah, it's, and it all, that's a massive, massive thing. But how different would it be when we have every sphere more successful? Yeah. More happy. More people, when you're happy, you're going to go out more. You're going to spend more on restaurants so they can be more profitable. They can pay them more. It's, when it's good for the economy, it's good for everyone. Yeah. And working jobs that you love, you, again, imagine the the manifestation of physical attributes of stress and how that would go down. Yeah. Our our
1: healthcare system, how much better would that be? <laughs> how
0: much better would our medical insurance prices be? How yeah. much better would everything be? Really? think about how much better your life and your kids' lives would be working a job that they love and they're passionate about. Yeah. And we need to get rid of this concept that it's dirty to be compensated for something unusual that you enjoy. Exactly. Like, why is that natural to think, oh, that, that's such a, like, like, they're just making money off YouTube. They're making money <laughs> off this stuff. We should celebrate those yeah. things. We should applaud those things. So, I really want to hear your guys' feedback, and please, this is a passionate (laughs) one, and we want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of Catching Up With the Commands, and we want to say a special thank you to Bearded Gang California for sponsoring this episode. Make sure to use the discount code DANC10 at checkout for 10% off your order, and if you want to talk more about this so-called American Mm -hmm. dream, oh, I could keep going, you guys. (laughs) Just simply leave us a comment on the episode. There's the after show at the catching up with the commands Instagram. And please tune in to next Friday for episode number nine.
1: Ta-ta.